0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is September 14th, Wednesday. You are listening to episode number 32, and uh, for the first time in uh, weeks, uh, I am going at this one alone um, by myself again. uh, The last three episodes, great guests, David Kimowitz, Bill Burr, Chris Porter... Um, Got great feedback on on all three of those podcasts, and uh, the the numbers keep climbing, so thank you again uh, for listening, if this is your first time listening, um, this is my podcast, and uh, I basically talk shit about sports, I talk about movies, I talk about what's going on uh, in my comedy career, uh, you know, where I'm performing, where I will be performing, and all kinds of uh, good stuff in between. So, um, welcome back on this episode. I have, uh, wow, a lot to talk about. I, I um, just got back from vacation. I was in Ocean City, Maryland after performing in um, Cleveland, Ohio, which Cleveland was, was hilarities as one of the top clubs. A great time with Chris Porter out there. Um, and then I went out to Ocean City, Maryland, drove by myself from um, Cleveland to Ocean City, which was just under under nine hours, uh, in the car. It wasn't that bad because I was rested. I will tell you this, driving by myself out to Cleveland was not fun because I was on about two hours of sleep. So that was a tough one, but driving from Cleveland to vacation with my family was better because I was rested and, um, it was, it was an okay time. I can't say that I had a great time on vacation only because the weather wasn't great. I was kind of tired and run down and And I have this fucking eye issue. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the podcast. Uh, Two Christmas Eves ago, my son um, was probably, he was under a year old. um, And his hand came down and baby's nails are like razor blades. And he actually scratched my cornea. uh, You know, on my left eye. Just basically his nail just went into my eye. So the night he did it, I didn't even feel it. And then the next day, that's when it happened. And I'm actually still dealing with this two and a half years later, I'm still, you know, so anytime I'm in a hotel or something, I have to make sure that I have the right things, and they don't want to do any kind of surgery, because they say you don't need it, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a comic, I'm traveling, I don't know if I have all the shit I need for my eye, plus I'm fucking lazy when I'm on the road and not working, because I'm so tired, so, uh, anyway, I don't know if it was the, the salt in the air, I don't know if it was the wind, because, uh, you know, we were up high in a hotel. I don't know what the hell it was, but my eye was a nightmare for a couple days. To one day, I literally could not open my eyes. I, like, unless I had, like, dark sunglasses on, I could not open my eyes without them pouring water out of them. It was a fucking nightmare. Um, so, but then it got better. I will tell you one thing I did do, which I recommend. I recommend this to anybody, okay? If you go on vacation, and you could do this. Get on a jet ski, go wave running. Um, I did it for the first time on my honeymoon, a few years back in uh, Barbados and Saint Lucia, and I I just it was the freest feeling. So I got on this Kawasaki 1500, brand new like 2011 or 2012, whatever whatever the brand new Kawasaki uh, wave runner is. I got on it, and it was a absolute fucking rocket. I almost maxed it out. I was going scary speeds on the water. I guess they said like going like the speeds I was going was like more than going 100 in a car. I was flying, and it was the f- it was just unbelievable. Um, kind of a big part of my obviously other than being with my family, kind of like a big part of the fun that I had on vacation was going on that jet ski. It was fucking awesome. So um, so that that was cool, and uh, just getting back. Uh, got back home. Uh performed at Stand Up New York on Sunday night just to get back up on that horse. Because any time you're not performing for like, you know, five, six days, man, you want to immediately get back on stage just to kind of stay fresh and stay loose. So I did that, and, um, and that's it. I'm about to travel again. I'll talk about that at the end when I do the plugs. Um, but I'm home, and uh, I'm just chilling out. Hopefully this eye thing is not an issue. People take their eyes for granted, you know? Because they're just, they're, they're things that you never, like, you look in the mirror. You don't even look at your eyes when you look in the mirror. You kind of have your eyes look at everything else, make sure, you know, your face looks all right, your shirt looks all right. But you actually, like, really look at your eyes. We take them for granted. And I'll tell you, if you get a, imagine a paper cut on your eye uh, that needs to be constantly, like, lubricated or it's going to feel like somebody's stabbing you every time you blink. That, that can happen sometimes when it gets dry, and that really sucks. But um, I'm actually doing something for the first time that I've never done before, which is uh, wear sunglasses. I was always one of these people just not wearing sunglasses. Everybody wears sunglasses. Like, I'm not a sunglass guy. I just never was. But um, now I have no choice. Now it's not, it's not like a fashion thing. It's, I really have to protect my eyes. Um, and um, I sound like a grandmother. Telling you guys to protect your eye, uh, Yeah, protect your eyes and eat your peas and carrots. And, you know, we all need water to survive. Uh, I, I wish my laptop could talk back in your voice and just say shut up and get on with the show. But no, don't take your eyes for granted is all I'm saying. I'm wearing, trying to... Uh, I tried to get... This is how bad the fucking workers are. We talked about this a million times on, on the um, unacceptables for the week. Um, but this is how, this is how lazy people are, especially in the workplace today, okay? I was at the beach, I literally could not keep my eyes open without them pouring water. I needed some kind of sunglasses. So I go into one of these, like, beach place, sunglass place, whatever, um, and I say to the girl there, I need strong sunglasses. Not the regular bullshit sunglasses, like, I need, like, do you have something that, like, really is better than just average sunglasses? I need to really, like... You know, I want strong sunglasses that I can look at the fucking sun and not be phased. Like, do you have something like that? She goes, well, she gives. It. I should have known, cause right when I asked her that, she just had that confused, "I don't know." So I'm just gonna tell this guy anything. Look on her face. Um, you know, kind of like when you basically just commit to giving somebody directions when you really don't know how to fucking get there. So she, so she says, "No, they're all kind of the same. They're all kind of the same price." Um, so then. I, she says, but let me ask my boss, which at least she did that, so the boss comes over, this is where it really gets, the fucking guy in charge comes over, and he goes, yeah, no, they're basically all the same, you know, there's another wall on the other side, but they're all the same, so then, uh, my wife's stepfather, uh, so I guess, you know, you, I guess he's kind of like my father-in-law, uh, comes in, and I say to him, I say, hey, is there, do you know, like, about sunglasses, and he goes, yeah, I kind of know about sunglasses, I said, tell me, is there sunglasses that are stronger? And he goes, yeah, yeah, look at these, and look at these, you see the difference, yeah, these are polarized, these aren't, like all kinds of shit, and I'm like, this is a guy strolling in with a fucking bathing suit and flip flops on, and he knows the shit, and the owner and his employees don't know, they're just like, yeah, pay whatever for the sunglasses, so, um, so I got, I ended up, I ended up getting those sunglasses, of course two days later they broke, cause I either sat on them or threw them or whatever, so I need to get another really good pair of sunglasses, but I'm gonna start protecting my eyes. Um, because this shit is no joke. Okay, uh, so what else happened? Um, uh, you know what it was with about the vacation? The vacation was, like, one of these things where you wanted to get rest, but you couldn't get comfortable, like, I couldn't get comfortable in the bed one night. Then another, you know, day it was my eye. Uh, then another day I just, you know, I had to wake up early. Like, it was never... Like, you know what I need? I need to be in a fucking cave for, like, a week with nothing. No lights, no TV, nothing. Just fucking a pillow, a blanket, and, like, 65 degrees. And I think that's when I'm going to fully be, uh, (laughs) fully be recharged. That sounds great, just saying it. 65 degrees and nothing to do except lay there with a blanket and a pillow. Oh, my God. Um... And, um, yeah, my son was not the easiest, he's starting to get into this terrible tomb mode, where, like, if shit does not go his way, fucking, it's over, cancel Christmas, like, he just, and, like, he's one of these baby boys that, like, when he doesn't get it, man, like, he won't, you know, if you put a baby down to sleep, and you're like, hey, I know, it's time to go down to to sleep, you know, take a nap, like, after, like, five, six, 10 minutes of fussing, like, they'll finally fall out, like, my son is just way too prideful and stubborn, like, he will fucking, he will just stick it out, man, he will wait it out, like, if you're on a stakeout with him, he's winning, he, he, he just will wait it out until you just either snap of anger, or you just feel bad that he's screaming, and, and, uh, so he kind of had that going on a little bit, too, but he's so great, he's so smart, and, like, it's kind of due Cause for two years he's been so perfect, and you know what? it's not even bad now. It's just those certain things, um, you know, where you can you, you just are like, all right, listen, you know what? He's gonna freak out, and I just love the way babies have no filter. You know, he's pissed off. That toy's flying across the fucking room, and if it hits you, it hits you. He just and he doesn't care, um, and he's all over the cats right now. He's just like. You know, he doesn't get that they, like, my son thinks the cats, we have two cats. We have two cats, one named Stanley, one named Thomas. And um, we wanted to get a dog. The landlord back where we used to live didn't let us get a dog. And uh, we kind of have these two cats, which we love. They're great. And they're real brothers, and they're big, and they're kind of like, really kind of like these exotic looking cats. They're pretty cool. My son thinks they're like toys that are alive. Like, like, Disney's Toy Story. That's what he thinks. So, like, he runs up to it, like, he yells. And I'll be like, no, 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 Lucas, you can't do that. Like, they're alive. Like, they have feelings. But he doesn't know. Like, and he thinks, like, when they run away, it's funny. And the the other day, he just started, like, lightly kicking one of the cats. And I'm like, you can't kick the cat. And then he did this, like, Hulk Hogan leg drop on one of them. He tried to ride one of them the other night too. He just jumped on its back and like grabbed it by the back of the neck and was hysterical laughing, and, and um, you know I don't laugh. I, I, I tell him that you can't do that. But then when it's done and the cat and the cat just looks away like what a dick, you fuck like what did, what did I ever do to you, dude? I didn't even bite you or scratch you when you were an infant you know, the cat's probably thinking to himself, I could have suffocated you, taken your breath, done all that shit that they say, scratched you in your sleep, I did nothing, I protected you like an older brother, and this is how you repay me, this is unbelievable, um, (laughs) uh, so he's, yeah, he's starting to get into a little, you know, starting to get a little, you know, he's getting that terrible twos a little bit, but, um, Anyway, I want to get right into this football thing because I got some stuff to talk about. I actually have a movie to talk about. I want to talk about some football. Um, you know, I'm going to do, uh, try to answer a question or two here for the, um, from my fans uh, segment and, uh, you know, and uh, do the plugs. So I want to fit all this in. Um, you know what? There's the only way that we can start talking about sports is if we hear this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is that time of year. It is back in full effect. The NFL week one was epic. Oh, I got to let it play out a little bit. Okay, folks. What can I say? The NFL football is back in full effect. And uh, what what a week one it was! It's just a shame we had to go through. Think about this for a second: all those unbelievable performances by quarterbacks, all those you know games that you know were going back and forth. For I mean, I know there were some blowouts, but just just some of the the games were just so great, and just to have that feeling, and you know, to see that the country's pride, especially um, you know. On on 9-11, remembering the the terrible events of that day and just seeing all the big flags and all the patriotism and and, and just everything, the the spirit of the country that day and football back. Could you imagine if football wasn't going down? Like that's how bad, like that lockout would have been, if it stayed, it would have been so horrible. So to just see what happened, I think it let everybody know, okay, you know. But it did affect the guys. If you saw, a lot of guys were huffing and puffing. Guys were running back in to getting IVs. Guys were cramping up. Guys were needing oxygen uh, a lot earlier in the season than you see. And it's definitely because of missing those couple of months of training camp. I really believe that. But, um, you know, how about Tony Romo? Oh, my God. That guy could not get himself out of a wet paper bag. Tony Romo can have the greatest perform I told you, I said this on my Facebook status. I don't know if you guys read it, but it's 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 perfect Tony Romo. Tony Romo is the type of guy who can get the 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 girl of his dreams on a date. You know, he could get the date with the girl of his dreams, a girl he's been trying to land forever just to look at him, to talk to him, and he finally gets it. And then the date's going well. So now you're like, wow, not only is this guy on the date with the girl of his dreams, but he's nailing it right now. Okay. And if he continues this, you know, maybe he, he he can have a chance to really nail it later, right? Everything's going great, and right when it just couldn't get better, he gets an uncontrollable nosebleed, and he's wearing a white suit. That's Tony Romo in a nutshell. The guy can fuck it. Like, that's the last guy you want to rob a bank with. Like, that's the type of guy that it all goes well, and then, like, he, like, trips the wire, like, as you're walking out, or or, like like, trips into a cop, like, he's the worst, and he just fucking can't, oh, man, it's like, and every time, you're like, oh, no, not this year, man, this looks good, I think he's gonna beat the Jets tonight, he, he did it, so, uh, that was unbelievable, I would have liked to see the Jets lose, just to see the look, just to see the fat shake on Rex Ryan's chin and neck, and watch how bad he feels, anytime you get somebody that arrogant and that much of a shit talker when they get put in their place and they have to explain it that's the beauty of sports those arrogant dudes and I I like Rex Ryan I think his shit talking is funny but the great thing is sports makes those arrogant guys you have to talk afterwards and if you don't you get fined a lot of money and then they turn on you and they write against you so you're kind of forced you're forced in sports to have to talk in the press conferences and Rex Ryan's one of those guys when things aren't going well you want to see do that and uh, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys totally, uh, totally let him off the hook. Like that guy Dennis Green said back in the day. We let him off the hook. The Jets are who we thought they were. The Jets were actually getting beaten and would have lost that game had it not been Tony Romo's destiny in life to just find ways to fuck things up. And Tony Romo could care less. He smiles. I'll tell you one thing about Tony Romo. He's going to outlive a lot of people because the guy just doesn't care about shit. He just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I'm going golfing tomorrow. I'll be fine. Like, he takes him 10 minutes to get over it. he's smiling. Hey, what are you going to do? Um, God bless him. He's going to live a long life for having that attitude. But uh, Jets almost lost my Giants lose. Um, I will say this. Rex Grossman uh, would have never looked that good at quarterback for the Redskins if uh, OCU Minora and Justin Tuck were harassing him, I really believe that, I, I, I don't think the guy made that great of throws, I just don't think he was pressured enough, and people say, oh, two guys on defense, yes, two of your best players on defense makes a huge difference, and I think that that was the difference in the game, I thought the Giants running game looked fine, um, and I thought that, uh, you know, some of the other stuff didn't look good, so uh, they need help, or it's going to be a long year for uh, for the G-men, for the Big for Big Blue, Um But, folks, what I wanted to talk about on this podcast is something that is... It it cannot go. Um, It cannot go ignored anymore. Um, I'll say it. I've said it once. I will say it again, and I mean it. Um, I want this documented, and I'm sure many people agree, and I've already had many people disagree. But I, okay, Paul Versey, have to go on record here on this date and say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever walk on our planet in the history of mankind Tom Brady 6th round draft pick out of Michigan is the greatest quarterback yes over Montana yes over Elway yes over Marino and yes over Peyton Manning over Brett Favre uh Johnny Unitas and those guys I don't even you know I don't even I'm not talking about that cuz that's before me but from what I've seen this guy is pinpoint accurate. He's won three. Super- Here's my argument. People are going to say, oh, no, no, Montana got four. Bradshaw got Bradshaw got four. Bradshaw had unbelievable Steelers defenses, okay? He really did. Um, Jerry Rice, John Taylor with Montana. Are you kidding me? Plus, you know, all those other weapons. They had a tight end. They had great running backs. They had good fullbacks. The game was different then. They played a shitty AFC. Uh, you know, uh, it was that span where the AFC had no chance winning any Super Bowls for all those years. Uh, somebody was showing me that too. Uh, Tom Brady, three rings in modern football with free agency, okay, and the only time he ever had a big wide receiver was Randy Moss, and they didn't win one. Okay, They lost in the Super Bowl with Randy Moss, and what did he do that year? Just broke a record for most touchdowns thrown by a quarterback. This guy is the best I've ever seen. He's calm, he's cool, he's collective. I call him Tom Terrific, and I also just gave him the new nickname, The Pilot, which I love just because he's just calm under any circumstances, you know. If you think they're crashing and burning, just look at his face. You're like, all right, this guy's going to figure shit out. The, by the way, the pilot's mine. Some of you may not like it. Some of you may like it. I call Tom Brady, Tom Terrific, and also the pilot. He's awesome. Um, and uh, look what happened. Miami, you know, has the place rocking. They score the first touchdown. Tom Terrific gets in the thing. He looks calm. as a, just, just look cool as, cool as a cucumber. The guy comes in, just goes down. They score the next two, and he throws them. Best quarterback I've ever seen. You know, um... Elway's my favorite of all time just because, you know, Elway was like one of those guys like 4th and 6th to get knocked out of the Super Bowl. And he runs for it. You know, he, he does anything he can. He comes back. I mean, he was great, but, uh, you know, and I know he got 2 and it waited for him to have a running back. I just think nobody stands in the pocket and can just lace the ball and just thread a needle like Tom Terrific. Uh, he won Super Bowls with guys like Troy Brown, Dave Patton, um, you know, Dion Branch. Uh, uh, Kevin Falk to run, you know the guys that were just like role players, you know, kind of like the they were like the '98 Yankees, the guys like Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez, not guys that are huge names, but just guys that just get the job done. And you got this quarterback doing it. So, uh, Tom Brady, best I ever seen. I'm looking forward to a great, great second week of football, and it's just been awesome. Uh, that's pretty much all that I have for um, you know for 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 football um, or sports today. That's it. I'm just going to leave it at that. I am looking forward to seeing the, uh, Mayweather-Ortiz fight, but I'm going to be performing in Canada, which I'll talk more about later. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a great NFL year. Uh, first week was awesome, and, uh, we will end it with that. Right. That's the football segment. That's the sports segment. Right now, I will shift right from sports into movies. Um, And I got another one. I saw Apollo 18. And I went by myself. I went by myself to this movie. I was in Cleveland. And I finished the last show on Sunday in cleveland i got my paycheck i said goodbye to the owner i said goodbye to all them the employees it was a great week and i walk over to this old-school movie theater and i see apollo eighteen and it was not long it was only like an hour and a half and i gotta tell you they were you know i found out it's one of those movies like the fourth kind where they say it's based on true footage and true events and it's bullshit they just do it to make you think that it is and, and it wasn't. So it kept me entertained. There was some freaky shit going on. But I just didn't. You know, it was just one of those things where it was, like, okay and it passed the time. But not good enough to feel like, oh, that was a badass movie about some shit that's going on on Mars. Like, I just don't understand. Hollywood's letting movies out that, like, almost get there. There's a good premise and a good idea. The coming attraction shows the scariest shit. And you go to it. And the scariest shit is what the coming attraction was. There's a bunch of other bullshit just filling in time, and it's and, and it's just it's just not worth it, you know. You spend whatever on IMAX or HD, you know, fucking 3D, whatever, thirteen dollars, um, and and it's just like mediocre. So there were some th- cool things that happened. I hated the idea, the overall idea, what happened at the end, and. Um, You know, it just was. I just thought that, you know. And then I'm like, all right. Well, if this really went down, like if the shit that they said went down in this Apollo 18, like if this was true, what they like made you read at the beginning of the movie to think it's true, then you're like, holy shit! Like the government's hiding some shit. You know, it's one of those movies too where it makes you hate the government even more. It lets you know that they hide stuff, which is all true. But if this thing was true, what they're trying to cover up in the movie. then you're like, holy shit, that would be bad. But then you find out later, I read, and are like, oh, it's all bullshit. It's just a Hollywood makeup thing. And it's like, so if you're going to make something up, make it up better than that. Um, if you guys saw it, you disagree, and, and you, you know, I'm missing something here. Let me know. But uh, I just thought that it was, it was just not done right. There was a lot of camera tricks, a lot of camera shaking. You know, like the Blair Witch Project stuff. Camera shaking, things flicking on and off. And as soon as it flicks on, you either see something scary or you don't. So it's anticipation. So it was just a bunch of trickery with the cameras. And uh, just not that good. And it sucks because I really, you know, I really believe in, in extraterrestrial shit. You know, um, I I definitely have heard enough stories from people that I believe. My parents, actually, in 1973 saw something. They saw something in Yonkers, and this is true, man. And, and, and you know, my mom and dad and people in that neighborhood were, are, are really not the type of people to believe it. Especially my father would never believe anything unless he saw it. Um, my mother, too, and, you know, my mother's religious, and she said, though, no, there was something there hovering over my grandmother's lot... And then it turned into a dot in the sky in one second. And people saw it and it freaked people out. It made people say they wish they didn't see it. It was definitely something not from this world. You also hear, you know, a ton of things from like commercial airline pilots. These guys are like the most logical, down-to-earth, calm. And that's why I call Tom Terrific the pilot. These are these guys that are like, as a matter of fact, this is what it is. And there have been multiple reports Guys like from United Continental seeing things that are moving thousands and thousands of feet in the air diagonally within a second, which is just not man-made and can't be. So I mean, there are definitely things out there. There's even a pilot, uh, an astronaut, I believe. There's an astronaut who um, said, you know, w- went, you know, said like that. There were he was on, you know, moon. He went to the moon, and they were always being followed by something, and it was never allowed to. It was never allowed to come out. Um, there's just a ton of shit, and and I mean, I think it'd be crazy to think that we're not the only. You know, I mean, look at look up in the air, all the stars. There's so many different planets, the galaxy, all this shit. That I just don't think that we're the only thing out there. That wouldn't really make sense. So that being said, and and they've made decent movies about it, but like this idea of Apollo 18 could have been really fucking seriously good. Like, they could have done some really, like, you know, and I just felt like they kind of, I feel like they could, they didn't do it. I feel like it was just, you know, unless it's true, which I don't think it is true, because I don't think that they'd be able to make a movie like that. So, um, you know, I love watching those UFO things, too, man. Like, UFOs are out there. Like, they they fucking, I believe in that shit. Like, there, listen... Planes or, or whatever aircraft the military have cannot go thousands of feet diagonally in, in within a second or two. That just can't happen. You can't you can't do that. Okay. And it, there's been mul- like so many reports. There's there, you know there's a lot of different things. Um, and and why do you get shot if you go near Area Fifty One? It says if you pass this line, and then they like they'll like uh, an announcement will say like please move or something. And then if you don't, you get killed. Why? Why? Like, that's ridiculous. It's like, you're going to kill somebody for crossing a border? I mean, obviously, there's some shit going on down there. And there's some shit the government, uh, there's some stuff the government doesn't want us to know, of course. So, um, you know, hold on, I got to answer this. This is my wife, of course. Hey, babe, I'm doing a podcast right now. What's up? All right, bye. Um, right on cue, sorry about that, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, it's so funny, too, if she found out what I was talking about right now, like, if she, if I basically rushed her off the phone, and she thought that I was talking about something important, she'd be like, oh, that's cool, he's doing his podcast, but I think she'd probably be upset If she knew I was ranting and telling people that there's UFOs and aliens out there, she would be like, I I think you could fucking talk to me about dinner. (laughs) Um, uh, No, man, this shit fascinates me. You know, there's certain things that fascinate me, like animals. Certain, like, animal shows fascinate me. Bigfoot fascinates me just because nobody found them, and I just think it's hilarious how these people, like, it's definitely a squash. It's definitely a Bigfoot, whatever the fuck they call it. Um, You know... (laughs) But UFOs, man, like, through so long, you know, thousands, like, well, you know, ancient Egyptians saw things and they, they'd talk about it and they would, like, p- you know, fucking sculpt into the rocks and do all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's the reasons for that. And, um, you know, I'm just waiting for, like, some. I, w- I want a movie about true shit. Like, I saw The Fourth Kind and I was so stupid that I was like, dude, is this is the real thing. Like, this is the most unbelievable thing ever. And then, like, I found out, yeah, it was just a big bullshit thing and it wasn't real. Like, how can they do that? Why am I gonna pay money in a movie theater to see all the events? The events are true or this is based on true footage and and then just find out, no, it's not. It's like, how the fuck? That's ridiculous. Even the Blair Witch was a bullshit thing. They told people, yeah, and all these kids in Maryland were doing something, they found the footage. You're like, holy shit, I gotta go see that. And it's just fake, it's a lie. Um, but, no, so Apollo 18, if you're into space and stuff like that and, like, you know, conspiracy stuff, you could definitely check it out and you might like it. And it, it is entertaining the whole way through, but it's just not, it's not satisfying enough. I would, I can definitely say that I don't think it was a satisfying enough, um, movie. Um, you know, just, just don't. Um, so that's it. I'm gonna actually be going to, uh, see a bunch of movies. Gonna be working on the road this weekend. Um, so, you could, uh, definitely, uh, probably count on hearing at least one or two, uh, reviews for next week. Um, right, now, uh, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to do unacceptable, but I got so mad yesterday that I I didn't didn't even, I got so pissed off yesterday at somebody who intentionally did something in a car, and I don't want to do any more unacceptables in a car. Just because all it does is turn into road rage and I've done it before. So, I guess unacceptable, uh, unacceptable this week. I will talk about, um, you know, should I do that one? I don't know if I should... No, because it's just, just this fucking bitch that I, I literally wanted to have my son. I, I, this is how mad this lady got me yesterday. Lady got me so mad yesterday when I was driving. I drove my son. I, I promised I was going to get him a monster truck at Target. Okay, we got this huge Target around the corner from, from, you know, where we were at. So we go in, and this lady is, like, driving straight, and she sees me pulling out. And I'm, like, still pulling out. And I'm, like, honking like I'm pulling out. And she just didn't even make eye contact. She was one of those bitches. Where like she just kept going. And like like she was entitled. and She didn't even acknowledge. And I got really pissed off. Really pissed off. To the point where. This is how nuts I got about it. I waited for her to park. Just to see what she was wearing. So if I came across her in Target. Okay. I would be able to say something. Or, or just do something. Or give her a look. That's how pissed I was. So I wait. I was like okay. GMC truck. Bitch in the green shirt. Let's see what happens. That's exactly what my mindset was. All right? So, I look, she parks, I know she's going into Target. I'm going into Target. I'm with my son, and there was a part of me and I did not do it because I'm a better parent, I'm a better person than this, but I almost did it. I was going to go where near where she was. Okay? And uh and it figures I when I walked in she was at the uh she was at the customer service cheap bitch trying to get something for free anyways probably. I don't even know. I'm just totally making that up and Totally being judgmental about something I really don't know is a fact, but it feels good. Um, so we walk, we're walk. we walking, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, my son is mimicking everything right now, right? <laughs> He's mimicking everything, and uh, I think that maybe I could say something, and he'll say something. something like, Should I just say, you know, Lucas, lean over and, to that woman right there and say, excuse me, you're a bitch. And then when she looked shocked and looked at me for me to say, oh, I'm sorry, I would say something like, wow, man, this kid uh, this kid can sense the truth or something like that. that. That's what I wanted to have happen. I swear to God, like I, I was, no, not only was I contemplating it, I i, I almost did it. I almost did it. And I'm like, you know what? And I was like, if I do it, you know, that's a story that like, people I don't even know if they would think it's funny if they think I was just a nut job who like couldn't let somebody get you know get one over on me and I didn't want to look like a lunatic but uh so I d I didn't do it, so calm down, you people are like holy shit, this guy's got problems. I didn't do it. I didn't tell my baby boy to call some strange woman a bitch. But if if he did do it and she looked at me, I would have been like, Well, you know, I saw that movie you pulled out in the parking lot, the kids got a point. Something like that. Um but no, I mean, that's obviously unacceptable. So that's not even, like, a good one. Um, that was the one that I had in mind for the unacceptable, um, you know, segment. But how about this? How about unacceptable to tell your audiences when they watch a movie that it's based on actual footage and and footage that was recovered or the events or true events, and then you find out that it's not? That's unacceptable. People are paying money. Like, don't do that. You can't do... They do ads on the radio like that. Completely unacceptable. You know, there were five teens that never returned home, but they, one of them had a camera and they found the footage of the last few seconds. You're like, holy shit, I'm going to see that shit. Like, I'm going to see that. That would be fucking phenomenal. And, you know, and then you're like, yeah, it's all bullshit, dude. But they, hey, they made millions. Good for them. And you want to be like, oh, fuck them. What do you mean millions? Like, I could do that. Anybody could do that. I could literally just be like, you know, like if I I'll make it up right now. I'll make it up right now. Okay? I swear to God, I did not write this. I'm going straight free off the top of my head right now. I'll just say some shit and you guys tell me if you would definitely go and pay for it. You get cameras and do it. Ready? Six dudes go to the mountains for what they thought was going to be an ordinary camping trip. What they didn't know is what lurked in the caves. (laughs) What lurked in the caves from where their sight was. One of them made it back to tell the story. And he even had footage from his cell phone. This is highly disturbing. Watch with caution. What you're about to see is horrifying but true you would be like holy shit okay i am going to watch dudes get ripped apart by something that's out in the woods okay we're gonna go camping and tell stories about it it's gonna be ridiculous we're gonna roast marshmallows this is what it's all about then you go there and you see some shit go down and then all of a sudden you go online and like oh they got you man movie made 50 million first weekend and you're like that's fucking stupid I just, it's like, it's, it's unacceptable. You shouldn't be able to do that. Like, I, I literally was like, holy shit, dude, two dudes went up into space, or, or three dudes went up into space, and there was a mission that went down because there were creatures on Mars, and, like, they're hiding it, and it's based on real footage. Like, I, like, I was the idiot, and I'm thinking, like, isn't there, like, a legal, I gotta get a lawyer on the podcast here to talk about this, like, isn't there a legal thing to say, like like no, nah, you can't just tell somebody it's it's true or like maybe they reword it say based on true events, you know. But that's that's just ridiculous. So unacceptable is Hollywood lying and taking your money on things they're saying are true stories when they're really not. Um, okay, uh, what else do I want to talk about here? Okay, we're gonna do a segment. Uh, from my fans, from my fans. Segment is uh actually running out of time here, so I'll be able to. Uh, let me see. Oh, this one was, um... This one was, uh, from a fan... This is a repeat question. Or not a repeat question. This is actually a, uh... Somebody had already got a question on the show. Um, Themistocles Alexis. I believe I said his name right. That was the, uh... Gentleman's name. From, uh, Montreal. And this is fitting, because I'm actually going to Montreal, Canada. Uh, with Joe Matarese performing this weekend. But, um... His question was, if I could get to another one, I'll get to another one, but his question was, um, why are theaters, theater gigs are considered, like, the best? They kind of, you know, he was saying they measure the most success, if you get to theaters, like, it measures success, yet, they're not the best places, in his opinion, to watch them, because, uh, the intimate, uh, I guess, atmospheres, intimate environments, are you know better you up close and personal with a comic you can you know be able to just i guess see the comics face and expressions and kind of really get into it in a much more uh, you know intimate cooler environment he thinks that's better so why are theaters considered the best place to watch comedy um you know if if you don't really have that you know intimate thing i'll say this um because it's about the masses you know um, a huge, huge amount of people want to come and see this person. So I guess it's based on the numbers. It's based on the um, the tickets that they're selling. You know, um, it's it's pretty much like, you know, you you could see a band in a bar and that's awesome, but if that band is playing at you know Madison Square Garden, and you're a fan. That's like the event you want to say that you were at. Um, you know I hear what you're saying though the 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 intimate thing is great you know seeing somebody up close it's it's a great thing plus it gives you time to maybe even talk to you know talk to the the, the talent that you admire and, and and get something autographed or you know take a picture with them and stuff I totally get that but I just think to have you know thousands of people you know, seeing somebody like, you know, you mentioned the Carnegie Hall thing, you know, seeing almost 3,000 people watching their favorite, you know, comedian at at a a legendary place or a big theater, it's, it's also, you know, it's, it's like a bigger, it's like a bigger thing. So I, I see what you're saying, but I think it's more about the masses and just seeing it in a bigger, just in a bigger form, you know, is, is why that, that would be my answer. And I hope that, that answered it. Um, But you know theater crowds are usually good they're usually like you have less chance of somebody like you're only an only like an asshole would try to yell something out of the theater and they'll just get put in their place cuz that's not what people are there for they're there to watch somebody do what they do you know it's kind of like if fucking you two went into a bar and they started playing. Of course, I'm sure you know Bono or one of those guys would probably start interacting and talking and drinking a beer. But like for a big show, they might do it a little bit. But it's more about just watching a live show that they can put on and just a bigger, bigger venue. So, um, you know. But no, that's a that's a that's an excellent question. Uh, a lot of people like the smaller ones, especially with comedy too. I like both. Um, what's cool about performing in a theater is like when you get a laugh, it's like a little delay. You know, so it's almost like when you're you know, like if you hit, like a. If you ever go to a baseball game and someone gets a base hit, it's like a little. Like the hitter doesn't hear the claps right away because it takes a second. Um, I heard a really cool story that, um, Brian Regan performed, um, in Gainesville where the Florida Gators play. And I guess they do something every year where they have, like, a comic come out and the place has, like, 100,000 people and they just go out in the middle and, uh, I guess, um,. Brian Regan, somebody said he did a joke and he thought he was bombing because like two and a half seconds go by and he got nothing and all of a sudden it's just like huge eruption happened. And uh, theaters are obviously a smaller version of that, but you get, you kind of get a, you know, you get like a, it's just like a second delay, which is awesome. Um, what's cool about the, the small places is, is, you know, the little clubs is you can, you know, you know, you can interact a little more, you can have a little fun. You know, you can, you can, you do definitely more crowd work or, you know, if something happens funny, you could just get off your set and kind of go on a theater. You can't, you're not going to really be on a stage with thousands of people and then just start pointing at somebody and just get off the topic and start, you know, that's really not, not what it's for. So, um, uh, either one is obviously great to perform in, but, uh, but, you know, each are, to each his own, whichever one you like better, uh, whether it be performing or being, um, you know, in the crowd, uh, watching it. But uh, it feels equally as good to kill in both. But I will say, you know, doing well in a the theater is nice because it's like, all right, a lot of people came out, a lot of people spent money, and you're kind of giving them something. So, um, right, well, you know, I'm not, I'm actually, I'll save the other questions for uh, next week because I'm already uh, 40, 42 minutes into this. Uh, I want to get some plugs in here um, before I get out of here. This weekend on. Um, Actually, tomorrow, which is the 15th, uh, then through the 17th, which is Saturday. I'll be doing five shows at the Comedy Works in Montreal, Canada uh, with Joe Mattarise. We will be performing there. um, And uh, Montreal's a cool little city, so I don't think I'm going to have many uh, listeners from here. I think I plugged this one. I know I plugged this one on the last last one, but uh, that was before I went on vacation, so uh, I got to do that again. Um and then I got some other dates that are coming up just added I'm not going to be I will not be performing and I know it was on my website we just changed it. I will not be performing at Mugubi's in Baltimore, uh, Maryland I am actually going to be at the Addison Improv with Bill Burr um, on those dates it is Thursday through Saturday I think the 6th, 7th and 8th of October uh, I will be at the Addison Improv so check that out um, and then, uh, the week after that, I will be performing at Joker's Wild in, uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Um, the website will be updated, uh, the website's updated with that. And also, as far as the podcast goes, I don't have, um, I don't have... The uh, all the episodes on my website anymore my actual website what I do have is um, I have links to iTunes which you could uh, subscribe for free and get them on there and also Podbean and um, almost every episode right now is available except I think like the first one through eight or whatever um, is not on uh, on iTunes other than that all these episodes you can download for free and please keep doing so I appreciate it for all uh updates or anything um you know check my Facebook I always update stuff and also um my website on my tour page all the different dates uh, that will be updated I also have some other New York City shows that are coming up some really cool uh underground shows um uh, doing it. I'm actually going to be doing some alternative rooms coming up and uh you know some, some showcases and all that stuff in the city. So check that out. And uh, that's it. Until next week, this is episode 32. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, I mean, uh, 30, 33 will be uh, next week. Thank you.